What's up, everybody? How's it going? Uh, welcome to the X1 Bros. Let's switch this camera over to me. I am Mr. McSpicy. Uh, well, welcome to podcast number 356 of the X1 Bros. Actually, believe it or not, we are still running the show, but we had one of our members just have a family emergency happen. And then, uh, uh, so David had to leave for, for, for the night and then Jordan said he had to go pee. So today you get to just talk to me until Jordan gets back. Anyways, welcome everybody. Um, I want to, let's get this stuff out of the way. Uh, why we are, why we're doing this. Let's talk about the game club of the month. Hey Jordan, welcome back. Oh, oh wait, man! Did you start the show? The show has started. Yeah, oh. right when I started it, you left. Oh, so. I didn't know you were starting it. <laughs> hello, so, everyone. Yes, hello. The game club, game of the month for our uh, community is Outriders. I'm hoping everybody's enjoying that. Uh, I think it's a great game, Jordan. What do you think about that game and uh, the patches and everything that's happening? No, it's uh, it's really fun. Oh, uh, uh, I got to switch. I got yeah. you're on David's camera yeah, now. Oh, that's right. I'm over here. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things. But no, yeah, it's uh, it's really fun. I'm enjoying the game. Uh, one thing I do like about it is so there the, there there was a patch this week that came out that I know is controversial uh, between players, but we'll. Uh, there you go. Oh, yeah. oh, wow, he's way over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. I don't know if Mark explained. David's not here today, <laughs> yeah, so we're trying just... to. Uh, a lot of things. Figure. A lot of things happened in between the pre-show and uh, yeah. the actual show. So we're trying to figure things out, but I think we're going to get back on track. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to do it. So, Outriders, I, I'm really enjoying it. So it's on Game Pass. Uh, it's free to play if you have Game Pass. It's only on Game Pass for console. But I, if it were me, I think it's worth the sixty dollars. I'm really enjoying it. I know the patch came out this week that is kind of controversial. Between players, yeah, we were talking about um, that. Uh, yeah, there at the beginning was of the show. There was right? some or? nerfs that went on. There was some some arguments between some of the computer, uh, some of the community of the game, saying the developer shouldn't balance the game on the streamer level. They should, ba- you know, there, there's a lot of stuff. We won't we won't get too into it. But as the game stands, I actually I I'm really enjoying it. I I like it a lot. I actually really like the difficulty of the game. Mm-hmm. So what the game does is there's world tiers, just kind of kind of like Division. They had their world world tiers. The game auto gets auto levels up your world tier for you as you progress through the game. Now you can always turn it down for a little bit easier experience, but I suggest just playing at that top tier world tier because one, you get better loot, you level yeah. up faster, all that stuff. But the difficulty of the game, I was streaming it this week, and I had to tell people, don't let my frustrations. You know, yeah, show, yeah. show my feelings of the game because even though it, there was super frustrating times, the game is really fun, and I like the difficulty curve of it. I like that it's hard. It, it's a good time. It's yeah. a good time. I like the story. The story is very intriguing. I'm actually on a quest line right. I'm taking my time through this game. I'm on a quest line right now, where I'm learning more about certain side characters, which I find fascinating. I'm going into kind of forbidden places to learn more about myself, if you will. Sure. I'm basically on a Luke Skywalker mission right now. I'm going to Dagobah to <laughs> learn more about myself. That's actually exactly hey. what kind of mission I'm on right now. Good and, for uh, you. It's a side quest, but it's a really cool game. I really enjoyed it. It is Game Club of the Month. Yeah. And uh, it's a fun time. So uh, everybody should... Uh, it's it's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So everybody, if you have Game Pass, you can download that. Um, hop on our... Discord channel, there is a specific channel, specific, a specific channel, specific for that game and talking about it. Uh, a lot of people are really good at not giving spoilers. So uh, it's a good time. 
And then also, just a reminder, we do have streams Monday and Wednesdays uh, with myself and uh, sometimes the bros, depending on what we're playing. Yeah. But every Monday and Wednesday evening, we stream games right here on the YouTube channel. And then we were next. We have a. We have an announcement for next week. Correct. That uh, that if you guys want to tune in for something the fan base has been requesting for quite some time. <laughs> so be sure to tune into that, and uh, I think you guys will like it. Can I can I mention? So even before we get into the whole show, mm-hmm. we do a pre-show mm-hmm. before the podcast um, on X uh, on on YouTube uh, live, right? We, I mean, we broadcast this live, but we also do a pre-show beforehand. And we just barely introduced um, this uh, this like call in thing for our pre show, you know, the people that are live, and we were able to talk to some people in the community live on the pre show. Uh, it was really really fun. Discord yeah. just just released a, a way to do that, and I had a really good time. Yeah. I wanted to point the point it's, that it's basically think of it as calling into your favorite radio station. Radio That's station, really what it is with us. It's it's a very cool feature where you can jump into the the Discord channel. And we can bring you on stage is what it's called. Yeah. And then you can talk to us, ask us questions. Uh, we did it today as a test. Uh, we do it for our YouTube members. Yes. Correct. So if you're a YouTube member, feel free to jump in. Uh, you'll be able to raise your hand and ask a question every week during the pre-show. The pre-show. We yeah. pre-show. Yeah. Usually we have a pre-show, the main show, and then a post-show where we party. But uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that. Uh, so with David gone, do you want to be the host or do you want me to be yeah, the I'll host? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, let's give it have, you did it last time. Every time I you do it. You did it last time. I'll do it this time. And then next week we'll have the fans vote. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then no. we'll replace David. I don't, I don't, I don't want my, my confidence uh, to be crippled uh, on a vote. So, so every time I do it, it the, the show just goes to hell. Yeah, man, what do you do? So. Uh, all right. Uh, so you you lead, so, man. You lead. So this week, yeah, there's some stuff that happened in Xbox. Yeah. So. If no one heard Kojima, does everybody know who Haido Kojima is? He's the creator of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. He's a very talented game developer. His latest game was called Death Stranding, which was a PS5 exclusive. It was definitely... I liked the idea of the game. I thought it was different and unique. Mm-hmm. There were some people that didn't like it. He's definitely got a very specific tr- style, and I do like that Haido Kojima is not afraid to try things. Well, he's, he's not afraid to be different. He's like sure. he's like the the jazz of game development, <laughs> yeah, he right? Is, yeah. Once you get a taste and once you understand and you get that you know that acquired taste for it, you really like his stuff. Yeah. yeah. It is. But if you're just jumping in, it can be weird. Like, Mark, you, remember the first time you jumped into Metal Gear Solid? Which is a Haido Kojima game. It is, yes. And I thought I was getting into, like, a Clancy sneaking game, which it was. But then robot wieners came out of nowhere. Flying little girls. And it was, yeah. yeah. And I was shocked. <laughs> I had not heard that style of music before. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but once you once you understand, oh, this guy's weird and makes great games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there so. is definitely some, I don't know what would you call it, fantasy or science fiction to the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Yeah. Uh, the storyline is, but anyway, getting into it, this is why we're talking about him. So he traditionally is is a PlayStation developer. He he's he all his games minus Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, the Phantom Pain, came pretty much exclusively to PlayStation. He may have done a couple Nintendo games here and there. I think they re released. Uh, like uh, I think they re-released Metal Gear Solid 2 that eventually came to the 360 marketplace. But but primarily what we're getting at is is all his major first-party games that he creates are, are generally coming over to the PlayStation. Now, 
Jeff Grubb at VentureBeat reports that Microsoft is currently in discussion with Kojima to publish his next game. Grubb elaborates that he's not sure if this deal has yet been signed, but that but that discussions are absolutely taking place. If this is the case, wow. Yeah, if this is the case, it seems like it would be an Xbox global publishing deal, meaning Kojima's next game might be an exclusive to the Xbox Series X, Series S, and PC. It would also almost certainly be a new IP since Sony and Konami own Death Stranding and the Metal Gear Solid series, yeah. respectively. Fascinating. Yeah. If we So, Ko, uh, Hideo Kojima used to work for Konami. He left after the final Metal Gear Solid game, and I believe his company is called Kojima Productions, Yes, which is what made Death Stranding. But like you said, uh, or like he's, like uh, uh, Jeff Grubb Adventure Beat said that Sony owns the rights to Death Stranding, so we're not going to see that. But a completely new IP, uh huh, exclusive to the Xbox. I mean, this is if that happened. I mean, <laughs> well, this is right right after the news where we just had, you know, MLB the Show get, you know, on uh, Game Pass, right? So yeah. it's like uh, Microsoft is making moves. They've been making moves for a long time. It just keeps coming and coming yeah. and coming. This is a this may not seem like a big deal, but that's a that's a really he's a big player in the. Well, Sony no, he world. is. I would yeah. put him up there with uh, Yoshi P, who is the game director of Final Fantasy XIV, who I think is a fantastic game director. I would put him and up there with. And you respect him a lot because how he yeah. how he does things. Yeah, 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 I do. <laughs> and I would also put him up there with Todd Howard, who, whether people like it or not, is also an excellent game developer. I mean, yes. I think they, I think these three guys and there's some more out there but we'll just talk about these three for now i think they're kind of your top tier of game developers i mean they they know what it takes to make a fun game yeah. they're not a, all of them i think aren't afraid to do things out of the box or do things that people aren't expecting or just or just try something new like for example let's take todd howard sure. i know fallout 76 wasn't everybody's favorite it, it necessarily wasn't my favorite either i think there's a lot of stuff they could have done to make it better there's a lot of stuff they did do to make it better but what i like is they weren't afraid well i mean i don't know if people might disagree with me people might just say it was a money grab it may have well been i don't know but i like that you know fallout is a good series hey let's make it multiplayer what i like about it is they didn't it's not like they're replacing the core fallout series with this new multiplayer experience this is just a side thing that they're trying i like that they're trying to do different things i like that they're you know some people may disagree with me and say oh fallout 76 was just a money grab which a very mellow way have been but I had fun with Fallout 76. I do have fun with Fallout 76 more now than at launch because they've made a lot of good changes to it. But anyway, same with Final Fantasy 14. I think these are, I think, I think these, these guys, these, these are the are guys. Moves. Yeah, these are the guys. <laughs> these are the guys. These are the guys. <laughs> Imagine if they all like went to dinner together. What would they order? I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what's really cool about this is like, like he said, if, Howard would get a ribeye. I know I think he would. He, yeah, yeah, I, think he, I think he's a meat guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So. The others would get sushi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, that's fine. If this is true and this comes to pass, uh, he says it would be, it may be an Xbox global publishing deal, which in my mind, in my mind's eye, would I would assume that it would be a game pass it would come to game oh pass absolutely one because it's, it's, it's xbox publishing right yeah and that's why, that's their thing that they would not be having this discussion without that in mind in mind yeah, yeah which yeah. Uh, that's cool man yeah now yeah. here's my question yeah we all know metal gear solid now we definitely know death stranding 
what do you think his next idea for his next game would be if it did come to Xbox? Uh, so you're asking me to kind of dissect the mind that created baby umbilical cords <laughs> that oil, you had, oh, yeah, yeah oils coming from the sky with little stuff. flashy things and really big and, backpacks. And the actor from Walking Dead. And the actor from Walking <laughs> Dead. Yeah. yeah, you're asking me to try to figure out that guy's mind. What's next? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's going to be a shocking. Uh, B, probably, I mean, not probably, extremely intriguing, uh, interesting, unique. Um, everything that he does is, I mean, the guy's a rock star, right? Like, yeah, he really is. All three of those guys are rock yeah, stars. Yeah, they are. You know, so, they are. Yeah. So I would also put as excellent game developers up there, just as we're talking about it, since we're a gaming podcast, I would put uh jeff kaplan up there sure i think he's a very talented game developer well, what i like about him is yeah. just how open he is oh, yeah. on why he's doing what he's doing and the difficulties and the challenges they're having and i just i love his i yeah. love it and he, overwatch um, is a great game. Yeah. yeah he he's the uh, the head guy over overwatch right yeah. now which is doing really well i just re-downloaded it because i got my 30th anniversary blizzard pack that i got this week so i got oh, a bu- yeah. i got you i got a bunch of free loot boxes <laughs> I have so. I have almost uh, I think I have over 400 unopened loot boxes that I have not purchased that I have just got from leveling yeah. up in that game. And I would I would also mention in this group over at Blizzard as well. You turned me on to him. I didn't. I know love who, turning yeah. you on, Jordan. I didn't know who he was until you told me about him. But is it Ben Brode? He was the uh, one of the original one Hearthstone guys. Yeah. I think he did a really good job with Hearthstone. Excellent uh, during his period while he was there. So. Yeah. Yeah, I really like Ben Brode a lot too. I. He, I think he's gone and done his own, doing his own thing now. Yeah, th- I so. think all those Blizzard guys are kind of starting their own, doing their own stuff, like Chris yeah. Metzen, Mike Morheim. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, I think I think Hideo Kojima is up there with those guys, with Todd Howard, with Yoshi P, with Jeff Kaplan. I I think he's an excellent game developer, and if this is true, this not only is awesome for us because we're gonna get a new game from Kojima Productions, but I think that's good for Xbox. That's a huge move because that was, and from what I understand. Kojima, Hideo Kojima was very friendly. Like he's very Sony. You know, he's very friendly to Sony. That's where he wants his. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. had, he had. A, I mean, not that he doesn't like any of the other consoles, but that just had he had a very good relationship with them. So, bringing him over to Xbox would be phenomenal. No, yeah. Well, uh, Sony, Sony developers. I mean, I don't know them personally, <laughs> right? But Sony is, and the fan base and everything, they're very loyal. To Sony. Oh, yeah. So, and that's one of the reasons the original Xbox had such a hard time getting into Japan. I don't yeah. even think they were able to sell five consoles well, I, in Japan, I even right? think, I, I don't know what the numbers are on the Series X, but I would venture to say they're they're not as high as, obviously, oh, the PlayStation in Japan. Yeah, absolutely absolutely not. But they're higher than the OG Xbox because yeah. <laughs> they, they, they're very, very, very loyal, right? So, anyways, I, I think it's a, that's, that's a big grab. Yeah. They're, it's, it's weekly now. I'm, who? Well, I like keep saying every, this. Who else week, is left? Yeah, every week you say who else is left, and they're listening to Microsoft. And they're like, "Well, we could get this guy." <laughs> oh, uh, you know what it is? I think it's just they have a they have a dartboard in their office. Yeah. Phil Spencer does. He's all, uh, "All right, Funk uh, Hideo Kojima, let's go for that guy. Let's, let's see what he." They wants. just have portraits of people yeah. up there than on uh, IPs. And Dude, I, I will say this: uh, it just goes to show you that money can get you anything. <laughs> 
That's I I I think the last couple of months has shown us that with I mean given given these are these are rumors right but with the Kojima stuff with the Discord stuff that we talked about last week with the Bethesda uh, uh, acquisition that they, or sorry the Zenimax acquisition that they got yeah yeah one so. day I'll have that much money. I like to think so, but as I'm getting older and older, <laughs> as I'm getting outlook closer. doesn't look good. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, very cool. Hopefully, we'll get to learn more about this. Uh, I assume probably maybe later in the year we'll see. Right, nothing's confirmed right now. This is just uh, Jeff Grubb over at VentureBeat saying that this is what he's hearing through the cracks. So very cool. Game Pass, another big thing on Game Pass. Game Pass this week got GTA Five. Now you may think Jordan. GTA 5 is really old. Why would I want to play that game? GTA 5 is one of the most popular games out right now. It well, is it is I think that's a good grab for Game Pass. Not just for GTA, but for GTA Online. Oh, sure, you're going to have a whole bunch yeah, of new people whole playing. A whole new influx of players coming Maybe to GTA not Online. even new, maybe people that are just ah Let's install this and play this again. I think GTA 5... Which is, is what I did like three weeks ago <laughs> yeah, when, yeah. when we had that yeah. question on I the I think show. GTA 5 is getting to the point where they are, they're getting close to being the game released on the most systems. <laughs> I mean, you got Fortnite doing that. You got Because GTA 5, if, if you don't remember, came out on the 360 and the PlayStation 3 yeah. towards the end of the life cycle. Then came out on the 1 and the PlayStation 4. Yeah. Uh, all their... Uh, series of consoles as well and now on the new playstation 5 and xbox series x and it has consistently stayed on the top was it top five or top yep. 10 of most downloaded and most played games on the list of i know, guarantee it's on the top 10 right now yeah so. um if you have not played this game which is not likely but if you have not uh it is now on game pass and it is a really good game. The, the single player alone, David would say a thousand times over, he loves a single player. I love the single player part of this game. Uh, the online was broken sort of when it started, but that was 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so, so it's better now. So it's way better now. And thanks to, I can't remember who, who asked that question about uh, three weeks ago or a month ago. Um, they, they called me out on not playing that game recently. And there is a lot. It is a lot better. And I think if you have a Series X, it is extremely faster Oh yeah, on loading I, times, which was a big deal at the time. Because I first played this game on the 360, then I replayed it on the Xbox One, and now playing it again on the Series X, just because of the power of that hard drive. It is incredibly fast. You know, I you mentioned it the other week. You used to go into the sky and load and yeah, then come dun, back down. Dun, dun, you don't dun, even dun. go into the sky. You just go up, down. <laughs> it's just you're you're in. Far better. But that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the game without the new hardware. It is a very, very good game. I think it's one of the greatest. Rockstar is one of the greatest storytelling game developers out there. Uh, this is one of their trophies. There's a reason it's yeah. on top. It's a very fun game to play with friends. I would put Rockstar in that group of developers that we just mentioned. Yeah, they are excellent. There's a lot of humor, even on the online. There's so much to do online. Um, it's just a great game. So if you have not played Grand Theft Auto Five yet, and you're, and you're over eighteen, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I this is the one game where I'm usually pretty flexible. But this is the one game. I mean, I would say this with like The Witcher and stuff and Cyberpunk. Those you definitely need to be older to play. <laughs> That's not a game you should let your kids play. Yeah, but yeah, it is it is a very good game. Uh, so, um, and so, I think yeah. this again just reiterate. We say this every week because it's true, and they keep adding good stuff. But this just reiterates the value of Game Pass 
And I I legitimately think Game Pass is literally the best deal in gaming. Oh, no question. No, you question. can't even argue I, that. I'm going to tell... Let me tell a story about Game Pass. My younger brother is getting married this weekend, which is why why things are probably... Different? I, yeah, different, because there's a lot going on this week <laughs> well, on our side of the stuff. You know, like, there's a, even Mark's busy at the wedding. He's doing all his... You know, it's, it's crazy. Even me, and I'm a... Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I didn't mean that in a yeah, bad that was, way. But even a, Mark's well, coming. Even Mark is coming to this <laughs> yeah, stupid no. thing. Uh, <laughs> anyway, for his wedding gift, I got him three months of Game Pass Ultimate, because oh, it's such a good yeah. deal. So You just bought him 300 games. Yeah, and he's excited, because he's a big fan of Battlefield 4, and... EA just brought their stuff to the PC, so th- so what he wants to do when he gets back from all his wedding stuff, or on his wedding, I don't know how hardcore of a gamer he is, <laughs> you know, he wants to play uh, Battlefield 4 on the PC, which now he can do because we have it through Game Pass. It's such an incredible deal. Yeah. So anyway, awesome. and, and also speaking of Game Pass, over 50 games can now be played from uh, Android, the Android, uh, or sorry. The Android. The Android. <laughs> let me, let An me Android phone. That. We really need David. I know. What are we doing here? <laughs> okay. On the phone. So the cloud, the X cloud, uh, uh, game pass for X cloud or whatever you want to call it. There's 50 games that now have built in controls on your phone. Now, this may be exciting to some may not be exciting to other. I do think it's, it's a good move by Microsoft to do it. It basically, you don't need a controller anymore. You can just use the phone, uh, your phone. It'll just have, it'll, it, they're touch controls essentially. They'll be joysticks and stuff. I've used these in different games. Some games are better than other, others. I've not tried it with th- these games, but it is now a feature on the mobile gaming side of Game Pass. There's going to be over 50 games that have this enabled that you can use if you want to. You're not being forced to use it. It's just a feature that can be used and is there. Uh, games like Sea of Thieves, Gears 5, Hellblade, Celeste, Hello Neighbor, Ukulele, Dead Cells, lot, and, and obviously a lot more because there's 50. over 50. But I think this is, I mean, I think it was eventually coming anyway. I, I think it's just, uh, again, if it's me, I'm playing with a controller because I don't necessarily like the touch controls on phones. I, I do think some games do it better than others. But this is now an option if you're, I don't know, standing in line at the airport and you forgot your Xbox controller, you can at least still play. So, which is really cool. Also kind of goes to the discussion, I think it was either last week or the week before, we talked about how Nintendo dominates the mobile market or the handheld market. I think this is a move, not, I I don't think Xbox is ever going to dominate the handheld market, but I do think this is a move to further put themselves in that space. For sure, and what's kind of genius about this is they're doing this and not alienating their competition. Yeah, yeah, because you can still use a controller. You can still click it onto your phone, do whatever you want. It's just an additional feature. Yeah, well, I think because Xbox is becoming really good friends with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. There's They've been doing a lot of things, bringing games like Octopath Traveler. For example, um, uh, they had they have a version of Xbox Live sort of on the Switch now. Well, even with uh, Minecraft being crossplay, you sign in. Nintendo does allow you to sign into your Xbox profile when you jump into games like Minecraft to get that crossplay stuff going. Correct. And so the genius behind this is they're they're going into I would consider it kind of a Nintendo space without alienating them and still having good relations with them so that they can really truly do what they're trying to do mm-hmm. and make gaming one big pool of fun for wherever you are, regardless of what you play on to play, you know, yeah, to play games. Exactly. 
which that takes, you know, usually when you go into, I think they probably, sorry, I keep going on tangents in my brain. I think they probably learned from when they started making hardware and offended all the hardware, <laughs> yeah. you know, all, all the hardware companies out there, right? Microsoft is like, well, what if we, uh, what if we brought them along? You know, yeah. what, 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 instead of competing, what if we both, what if we combine it? What if we combined it? You know, kind of a thing. So that's the genius of it. But well, anyways. Yeah. There is one cool feature about it. So I haven't used this feature yet. Like I said, this feature is not necessarily for me. Uh, I, if I'm going to play a game on my phone, I'm I'm going to have a controller. I, I just prefer it. I, I used to, back in the day when I was in high school, in college, I used to always have a, a deck of magic cards in my sure. center console. I, my card. I still have. Because yeah, yeah. you never know when you're just going to need to play, right? <laughs> Now I actually have an Xbox controller in my car at all times because you just never know when you're going to need to play. I do too. Oh so, yeah. So that's, I mean, th that's just how I, so this, this feature isn't necessarily for me, but there is a cool feature within this feature. You can somewhat, I'm not going to say fully customize, but you can somewhat customize the buttons and everything. They were showing how you can move them to different parts of the screen. Uh, your kind of controls ba basically make it comfortable for you. They, they showed, I believe it, I think it was Minecraft dungeons. They were using as an example. Um, it showed the buttons on the screen. You can switch them and you, you, you can customize the layout a little bit, which is nice just to make, I mean, customization is always good, but again, yeah. like I said, I, I don't think this is a feature for me, but I do see the value in having this on your games. And to start, we have over 50 games. I think at a, at a certain point, it'll just become, you know, a standard. I don't know if it's Microsoft does it and just overlays it like over the mm -hmm. game or if it's a game developer thing. I mean, you notice a lot of these games are Microsoft first party, first party games. So, yeah. So it's probably in the game itself. But again, I think it's a cool feature. I think you were right how it just it whoever you are, wherever you are, you you have an opportunity to play. Yeah. You know, which is really cool. But anyway. Yeah. Let's jump into the next section of our show. Should I do the sound? Here we go. There it is. How was that? How was that transition? Did we you do it did good? Really did we good. do really good. Speaking <laughs> of that, let's move on to the questions yeah, part of, of the that, show. Yeah, uh, trying to be like David so the audience doesn't uh, <laughs> notice he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, all right. First question is by Greg Pabin. Thank you for a positive gaming show. You're welcome. Hey. You're welcome. Hey, Thank Greg, you. You're welcome. Yeah. My family and I love Fusion Friendsly, but dislike the second second because they jumped the... They jumped the shark. What game? What? Oh, they jumped. Do uh, you want to read this one? <laughs> I actually don't know. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, um, they love fusion frenzy, but they dislike the second. I don't know what uh, what it actually. Uh, they jumped the shark. What games did that for you? M maybe. I don't know what that means, but let's try to figure it out. Uh, they they jump ship. I think they jump the ship. I don't know. I just let let me bring up fusion frenzy, and I'll tell you why I like that game. Actually, the first I think, one. yeah, the Fusion Frenzy first game. Yeah. So I think I mentioned this last week. Remember when we were asked the question, what gaming part or what part of an amusement park would you turn into a gaming section? You know, or if it was a gaming amusement park, what would you have? And I chose Fusion Frenzy because as I, <laughs> I really, that was a really long. That was, a good, one. That was a good one. Uh, Fusion Frenzy is an excellent game. And let's just, let's convert this question into... Not enjoying a sequel. Yeah, and, no, I, 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 I get what he's... Sorry, Greg, that we butchered that question. Uh, this is you why, know what? Uh, why I'm we gonna, need David. You know what? I'm going to actually blame David. I'm going to say he skipped... He accidentally yeah, deleted I think some he, of the questions. I think he copied and pasted that wrong. Yeah. So. What an idiot. Yeah, David's anyway. an idiot. No, I know exactly what game did it to me. Yeah. Going from Halo 3 to Halo 4. Halo 4... 
I know was why too. such a detour of, oh. of what the Halo franchise is. Chat is so great. Hey, I want to point this out. Sorry, Jordan. I'm going to point this out. Uh, Chat just pointed out it's meant jump the shark is a term from television. Google oh. it. So this hey, is actually, right. I always tell people this. Hey, it's not David's fault. I am uncultured. And apparently Jordan is too. I thought he was way more cultured than me. I'm going to Google this while you go on your, what you were talking about, Jordan, because I want to see jumped the shark meaning. This is actually so, a good learning experience. I assume me. it means like, you know, you don't like the sequel. Oh, right? okay. Here we go. Jump the shark. It's a, of a television series or movie. When you reach a point at which the far-fetched events are included merely for the sake of novelty, indicative of a decline in quality. So it's not the like, si- in the, yeah, it's a decline in quality, right? Kinda? So it becomes so outlandish just for the sake of being outlandish and not f- fun, I guess. Okay. Right? right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Fascinating. I learned something today. Anyways, yeah, no, that's okay. really good. I'm still going to use Halo as an example, <laughs> okay. but... Uh, Going from Halo 3 to Halo 4 was such a huge... uh, It was jarring. The reason it was jarring is because I feel like Halo 4 tried to be more like Call of Duty. They tried to bring in that crowd, and I think it took away from what Halo is, right? Because if you've played Halo 3 and if you play Halo 4, there is a very distinct difference between the multiplayer, the gameplay, everything, right? Um, it It was definitely a shift towards that Call of Duty audience, Halo 5, I do think, brought it back. Um, at that point, you had both crowds, like some that liked Halo 4, some that didn't like Halo 4, Because so now you're in the situation of, like, how do we balance both? I do think Halo 5 is one of the better ones. I like that Halo 5 went back to skill. Uh-huh. Uh, as opposed to, it was just, you know, here's here's your weapons, power weapon in the middle, go. Start you on both I mean? sides, yeah, go. It's, it's, I, I, really, I really liked Halo 5 multiplayer. But anyway, Halo 4 just, it, it felt jarring to me. And it's it's the least played Halo game for me in the franchise. It just, I mean, maybe this maybe this jumping that's so outlandish, it, it declines in quality. Even the single player, I we actually just recently replayed through the single player. Yeah. They did some stuff that I wasn't a fan of. I mean, I don't know. It was just, to me, it was, for me personally, it well, was Halo 3 to Halo 4. That was my... Can I say my, what a, what I think it was? It was loadouts. I think not having the same... Yeah, loadouts in multiplayer. Yeah, I think not having the same... Being on the same field. Yeah. Well, it was loadouts with abilities, essentially. Yeah. I mean, Call of Duty, you, you kind of... They were trying to be Call of Duty, and yeah, in Call exactly. of Duty, you were you you try to get the upper hand by the amount of time you play uh-huh. and unlock certain attachments, certain weapons, which is a great formula for that game. But Halo wasn't that, and they tried to tried to do that, right? Yeah, no, exactly. And then even if you go to the campaign, all the story's not bad. It's actually a fairly decent story, but they they did a lot of stuff that confused even some some lore people. I mean, I feel like I know I'm not a lore master of halo but i feel like i know a decent amount and they did stuff to where you kind of have to go to outside sources to understand what was going on uh, a little bit or have huge explanations which is what we had yeah uh, in the game to kind of figure out what's going on it's just i felt like i i think this does fit the jump the shark term because i felt like just because you have a giant budget to do everything doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make a great game because let's be honest halo 4 looked phenomenal 
it it played really smooth. You know, the gameplay the gameplay smoothness was good. The graphics for the 360 were wow amazing you know what yeah. i mean given we're at the end of a generation and we you know the games are more optimized at that point but still they were they're were fantastic i i think this just goes to show just because you have a huge team a huge franchise a huge budget doesn't necessarily mean your game is going to be the best right so yeah. anyway that that's that's my game do, do you have a halo three to four i kind of do I would say the original ninja gaiden from the og xbox oh. to ninja gaiden 2 yeah because the original was very brutal. It was very difficult. I really enjoyed it. One of the hardest ending sequences of any game I've ever played. Like it, it just kept being another boss, another boss, and another boss, and mm-hmm. another boss. Um, but then Ninja Gaiden Two just it it was theoretically on paper should have been awesome because you're a badass ninja, <laughs> right? And well, that's, that's how Halo that's Four was. That's how Halo Four was, right? <laughs> yeah, on paper, on paper, it works well, but it re- it really didn't. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this and I'm gonna say what is a game that was I would consider really really good that you enjoyed, and then the sequel was even better. I would say Halo One to Two. Yeah, I would totally agree. I would also say Call of Duty Modern Warfare to Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Okay, because I felt like that Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two was an excellent sequel because they basically just upped everything more perks more maps gameplay was much smoother it was just a it was a it was a refined version and in halo 2 i mean that was like the birthplace of xbox live how we see it now but see and again i think halo 2 was again a refined version of halo 1 because it didn't take anything away from halo 1 it took everything it did good and made it better can I say also? I mean, I'm gonna. I'm thinking of a whole bunch of games now. Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. To Donkey Kong Country Two on this as Super Nintendo. Yeah. Amazing uh. first game, and those graphics. It may not look as good as you think now, but compare the graphics to every other game, and to have that full rendering monkey just just run <laughs> from the side. Blew of my yeah. mind. Oh man, I was actually going back and watching old uh, commercials. Video game commercials and Nintendo or Super Nintendo had some good ones, and that was that's a good commercial uh, where they show the monkeys are pre-rendered, you know, and it's like the most amazing game in the world, the most amazing monkeys you've ever seen. Commercials were so cool. Like I feel like yeah, I feel like we've actually uh, we've gotten lazy with our commercials. I think so, especially too. our drug commercials. <laughs> I sure. think the cracked egg from the '90s was the best "Don't Do Drugs" commercial we had. I agree, and then. Like the sequel to that was the guy that's like going underneath the guy's bed and he's all, where did you get this? And the kid's like, I learned it from watching you, dad. I learned it from watching you. Yeah, yeah, Remember like, that commercial? The over-dramatized. I was great. They really, well, because back the then. The 90s brought a lot of good stuff to the th- world. It wasn't a dartboard. They weren't trying to get as many people in the circle as possible. You know, like there's this group, uh, this group. They knew exactly who they were targeting. Yeah. I wanted a Super Nintendo because of how awesome it was. And then I wanted a Sega because Sonic was fast. And yeah, those commercials actually, targeted me. Tangent, if you have, like, is it Paramount Plus or HBO Max? I think it's Paramount Plus. There's actually a documentary on Paramount Plus. I've not watched it all. I've watched the first half of it called Console Wars. Yeah. And it's about Sega going up against Nintendo. Very, It's super fascinating so far. Well, their commercials were like, I remember the, the Mario Kart commercial. <laughs> And it made me like, I really enjoyed Mario Kart. And I'm like, oh man, maybe I should get a Sega. <laughs> because because it was, it was Mario Kart going ding, 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 ding. They're on like a 50cc, just yeah, like ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Uh, and then it shows Sonic, uh, you know, and then showing Mario Kart. Uh, like, man. Uh, he, the, I think, the commercial's right. 
that guy is faster than a Mario yeah. than than a cart, right? I think so. my favorite commercial since we're talking about it was the game was I think it was the GameCube era, but when they were coming out with the new Mario Party games, <laughs> it was all the Nintendo. So you know, like when a mat like what a mascot looks like when he's dressed up. Yeah. So they were dressed up as Nintendo characters, and what they would do is they'd have like American Gladiator like sticks, <laughs> and they'd it'd be like Wall Luigi and Peach on the roof of just a normal house like hitting each other. So that's and what then I'm one talking would, about. One would fall down and die, and it says Mario Party. <laughs> it, was just, it, was, it was a really yeah, good commercial. They knew what they were doing yeah. back then. They weren't trying to no. get everyone involved. It was very uh, specific to very specific Anyway, groups. Greg, thank you so much for the question. Uh, moving on to... Yeah, and I apologize yeah. that I did not know what that term was, jumping the shark. That was not X1's fault. That was us just not knowing. No, I'm going to so. blame him. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Joshua Adam writes in. He says, hey, bros, love the podcast. Thank you very much. My question is this. What previous gen game is missing from back and pat list that you want added? One of my favorite campaigns from the 360 gen was the original Homefront game, but it's not on the back and pat list, so I just can't play it anymore unless I buy another 360 as mine is broken. Thank you guys and keep up the good work. Good question. You go I, first, Mark. Yeah, well, because I, I got to think. <laughs> well, I know. Well, I don't know what ones are on and which ones are off, but I'm going to bring up that Homefront game because you and David are jerks. We got that game, and you guys thought it was... No, 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 no. We got Frontlines. Oh. Homefront is a different one, but I know which game you're talking yeah, about. Where yeah, where you got me to buy a game, and then you just teamed up on me the whole time. Yeah, that was good. And, yeah, I'm my teammate. <laughs> that, I, I didn't I, want to play I, games for, like, you I You know what that did to me? Yeah. <laughs> that game did not go well. It made me not want to play games for, like, a we week. Were, we were laughing pretty hard because... What we did is is it was me and David versus Mark and and uh, uh, your teammate, and <laughs> we could only talk to each other in the pre match lobby, and then it would go into game and split our chats. Yeah, and then we'd come back, and those that was some of the best banter. <laughs> well, because they're in the other room. This is like they're in the other room. I'm in the, my room, and they it was bullying. It was like it was my virtual, it was, it was the virtual, virtual bullying in a shooter. <laughs> I was really pissed that I couldn't do anything. You guys would use abilities, and then you would kill me. And then in the other in the other room, I could hear David. <laughs> <laughs> Got him! God, what an idiot! Oh yeah. man! Frontlines Fuel of War. That was. I feel like that was a little bit of an underrated game, and I wouldn't mind seeing that one come to the back and pat list. Yeah. You know what games I would like to see though? What? I would like to see. The, I believe they were on the original Xbox, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I would like to see GTA Vice City. I would like to see yes. San Andreas, and I would like to see three. I, I don't know if three, I, but let's just start with GTA Vice City. Vice City was my favorite. I loved Vice City. I would like to see that come. Do you know what was, I think, groundbreaking that that game did at the time that I don't know of any other Real game? Real estate? Well, that was cool. But, but on the OG Xbox, you could put in your music on a CD, and you could rip it right to the hard drive of the Xbox. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Xbox was basically just Microsoft just put together a computer that looked like a VCR, yeah, put an X on it, and that was their gaming system. They Even the controllers that you plugged in were just like modified USB cables. Um, anyways, since you could rip your own music to the Xbox itself, now this is before Pandora, this is before Spotify, this is before YouTube, this is before any way to get like online music right mm -hmm. maybe maybe napster was around i don't know i think napster was around at the time <laughs> which is another funny story too but you could rip your cds onto the xbox and this is the first time that i 
took a game and then had some of my personal music taste reflected in a game, you could change the radio station on GTA Vice City and it would go to your music that you recorded on yeah, your like Xbox your radio station. and it was my radio station, my own personal radio station. I thought that was one of the coolest things any game has ever done. Groundbreaking. Uh, really cool to have your own music while you're driving around. And the music in that game was outstanding anyways. It was yeah. very 80s feel, very cool, very cool vibe. Another Rockstar game that I am really, really impressed with, yeah. right? So... Yeah. No. Yeah. Mine. Yeah. Mine would be Vice City too. Then another, oh, another, another one from Rockstar. Another one from Rockstar. Yeah. They're so good. <laughs> the Warriors. I, oh yeah. I I've want, not played that game. I've seen want, the movie. <laughs> yeah. The movie. The movie. The movie. I played the game before that I even saw the movie, and then I saw the movie, and it made the game even more incredible for me. The Warriors is like a 1979 movie about a gang in New York, based in Coney Island. That was. Uh, uh, they were accused for murder, which they didn't do, and all the other gangs. The whole movie is them trying to get back to their home turf, and Rockstar made a game around that movie. It's brilliant how they did it. They made a game around that movie where it fills in the gaps of the scenes from that movie. Fascinating game. One of my favorite games of all time. I would love to see that one. That's a good one. And a backwards compatible. Do they even have, they have some OGs, right? Yeah, yeah, there's some. So there's the 360 back and pat, and then they do go all the way back to the original Xbox. That's the one I want. The original Xbox does have a slimmer library of back and pat games. But uh, that's a good good question. It really is. Really is. Uh, Blake Densley writes in uh, that is Barbara Blake, I believe. It yes, yeah. yes, it is. Sorry, you, you, were, you, were, you were looking at the panel. I was like, oh, is it not? No, I'm reading the question. Uh, Barbara Blake uh, writes in and asks, if you could only play one game genre the rest of your life, what would you play? You can play all the games in that genre and all future games. I think I'd be a platformer guy. I, oh, I, good I know, choice. I know what, what I, I would be. What would you be? I would be an MMO. I would be an MMO, hands down. <laughs> You like said that in such a way that made me like any other answer. I'm going to feel stupid. (laughs) Well, the reason I'd be an MMO is one. I love the genre. I still get to play with people. It's got PVP. It's got RPG. It's got good story. I can play all the games in the genre. They're continuously coming out with expansions. I just think it's a a good, uh, a good hit. I agree. So, well, when you say it like that, any other answer I would. It's kind of like the desert Island question, right? What, what, what video game would you play for the rest of your life on a desert Island? I'm going to say, I'm going to say single player RPG. <laughs> so suck it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got multiplayer RPG. I don't like people, <laughs> but I like good story. Uh, and I think single player RPGs do a really good job at story. Yeah. Very and action good. RPGs like the Witcher. Yeah. That's a excellent. Uh, see, that's my favorite game of all time. Maybe I should have picked that no, one. No, you see now, but, but you know the thing is, is you can, you can make any one of those games into an MMO. <laughs> Hey, that's not the question. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't, don't go out of bounds uh, here. Thank you, Barbara Blake, for uh, for writing in. Captain Obvious has a really good question. Question for all all of us: What is your all time favorite and emotional campaign game? For me, it's Gears Three. Oh, do, do that's mind, a good choice. Do you mind if I go first? Yeah, I, I honestly am probably gonna have to agree with Captain Obvious. Gears Three. Uh. 
about halfway through the campaign, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. The overall story of Gears 1, 2, and 3, I think, was just excellent. Gears 3 campaign was very emotional for me, and I really enjoyed it. I think I'm going to have to pick that one as well. So, I have to agree. Yeah. And the reason I have to agree, I've told this story on the podcast before years ago, but when I played that, and I know exactly what part you're talking about, I, this is the only game where I like put down my controller, stared at my screen, and then I went and found my wife and I tried to explain it to her, Uh you know, the whole story, the whole thing that's going on. And then I sat her down and I had her watch the cutscenes. right? She's like, oh, this is great, dear. Yeah, it was... The th- That's the, the only game where I've tried really hard to explain there's, what's going on. There's the reason it's so good, and I think that because there's there's stuff that happens. I, I this is the only game that I probably won't spoil, even though it's been over ten years, just because it's so incredibly good, and I want people to experience it for the first time one of these days. But the reason why it's so good is because there's certain characters that do things in Gears Three that are really emotional. But the reason they're so emotional is because of the character development and setup that you got from those characters in Gears 2. Because in Gears 2, yeah. there's also things that happen. Because I would put Gears up there, because there's a part in Gears 2 yeah. where certain characters have to do certain things yeah. that tear you apart. But it's like, he has to do it. Like you know, It's, it's just... Uh, yeah, the Gears franchise, 1, 2, and 3, storytelling... One was probably the, I would say the weakest storytelling because it was the first one. Two and three really, not to say one was bad. The story was still good in one, but it was, it was the first game, right? It was the first game, kind of a product of his time and kind of unique in its emotional way to storytell. Remember the commercial that came out? Oh yeah. was the, I take it back. All three games are emotional. And it's (laughs) the first time you had such a sad song with action, you know, and the big monster. That was, uh. One of the reasons, one of the charms, just the flair of the game. I forgot about that. You're right. I would say the first one is emotional, too. Not as emotional, because like I said, I think the game was still finding its footing. And then the second one came out. That's, by the way, another example of the previous question, an excellent sequel. Gears 1 to Gears 2. Yeah, I agree. Very good. Gears 2 is what gave us Horde Mode. It's essentially what made Horde Mode popular. Yeah. But... I think the reason the scenes are so powerful in Gears 3 is because of the character development you get with these characters through number one, number two, and then the conclusion of number three. Yeah. Do you feel like there's games that come out nowadays that have that type of character development? So, yes. And I'm going to put this as my second answer. Okay, okay, okay. Because when I played this game and when I finished this game, I stared at the wall for three days just in sheer like oh my gosh what would i do and i'm talking about the last of us naughty dog oh yes i would very good it it was an emotionally draining game and they did that character development over the course of one game yeah all in one game and how they told the story and how you grew to like the characters and the decisions at the end which you make and the repercussions of that decision and what you were doing the whole time up to that point, it, it, you cannot tell that story any way that's a better way than they did it. That, like, they, if you look at any other way 
uh, the characters. Okay, I'm gonna try to be as anti-spoiler as possible. If you were to have that story told any other way, the protagonist could be considered the bad guy. Mm-hmm. It could, but how they told it, you get it. And the decision that you make, you understand. It's like why Thanos was such a good bad guy up until the last movie. You get his perspective. And you're like, ah, I guess you may not like the you, perspective, yeah, but you understand, but you understand it. it. Yeah. And you are the one playing as this character. And I remember just st- standing in the shower, staring at the wall going, oh, my gosh. Well, I, I remember you told me that and I did play it and, and I beat it. And the ending, you do think about the ending, the ending. I would say the only two games that really made me think about their endings for a while is that game, The Last of Us. And Bioshock Infinite, yeah. if you guys ever remember that one, it just made you sit there and go, huh. And you're sitting there like a couple days that you're sitting there eating lunch and it just hits you like, huh. <laughs> you know, and you're like thinking like, huh. Like philo- you're thinking, <laughs> you know? I don't usually think philosophy, yeah, but you're thinking, well, all right. No, I think I get, uh, I get what I get what went down. I think that's a good one. That's a really good one. That one gears. Those those are emotional. Do you think so that even even if you take The Last of Us, though, The Last of Us is what, a eight year old game, nine year old game? Yeah, it was at the end of the cycle. Same when GTA came yeah, out. End, yeah, of, end the of the cycle of the last console. Do you, I, I mean, I guess I would say GTA has good character development. I just, I oh, almost yeah. feel like when I think Rockstar of, always when I think of games of character, I know I see I'm right because. Red Dead Redemption 2 has good character development as well. I would Excellent. Say, I would and say The Witcher 3 has good character development, but I, I would also say the character development is good because of 1 and 2. You know what I mean? That's another That's another emotional roller coaster. Near the end of the story of Red Dead Redemption 2, when you're climbing the mountain, holy smokes, right? I'm not going to spoil anything, but you're climbing a mountain. Yeah. All right, I spoiled that. You're climbing a mountain. Yeah. But when things go down... And you're like, oh my gosh. I wasted all that investment. No, 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 don't say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. I know. And you're like, oh man, because everybody has experienced something like that. Yeah, even, so. even, oh, the whip. Oh, what's that game? Uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh, that's another emotional A game. A great, yeah. great game with and, great music by and theirs, Coker. Theirs right? is so. good because they're essentially telling the story of these characters through the gameplay, really. Yeah. And the music. And the music comes into play. Very good. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, very good question. Rose City Gamer writes in and says, Good day, bros. Outrider seems to be a hit, but this game is not billed as a, quote, games as a service type. However, what kind of end game slash future game content do you think we can or should expect from the developer? So, this is a tough one because he's right. It's not billed as a games as a service, so theoretically, they could just... Make the game stable, put in a couple patches, give us a little content here and be done with it, right? Theoretically, the way this game is, is like he said, build, is, is it's a full package in, in the box. What I would like to see, and this is just me, I think their boss fights are very well done. I would like to see more boss fights. I, I don't think you necessarily need to raise the number of players. Um, I mean, you can do boss fights that require three players. You don't need to have like a raid of 10, 20 people. I think the the player count is fine. The boss fights and mechanics, especially with, with one of the bosses that I, that I fought the, the spider boss, which is, which is fantastic. And everybody will know what I'm talking about if you've been to that part, but even their mini bosses, like their gameplay loop 
uh, within their mini bosses. It's just it, it, it keeps you moving. It keeps you thinking. You have to do. You have to. I, I like it because it, it's like in World of Warcraft when I like as a as this character, I have a job. I need to interrupt that ability. If I don't interrupt that ability, we're going to wipe. You know, yeah. I like the importance of having a job. I like and I talked about this earlier. I like the difficulty of the game on on the world, the higher world tier levels where it's not difficult. I like the fact that if I don't interrupt this guy's ability, he's going to do something that will ultimately kill me unless I'm just a god and can recover from it. You, you know, so yeah. I, I like I like that. I like their big boss fights, which which I talked about last week. I would like to see them add more boss fights. Uh, and the way you can do that is just add a new zone and just maybe have a couple bosses on it. Um, mm-hmm. You can do bosses that require multiple people, multiple different classes. That would be fun. I don't think you necessarily need to raise the player number, but I would love to see new bosses. Well, they could they could just do DLCs like a Dark Souls game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and exactly. That, that's what that game is. The yeah, DLCs the game is boss bosses, bosses right? Yeah. yeah so. so very cool. That's what I would do. Yeah. So, But uh, very fun. Um, Toxic Buttwind. What up, bros? I recently had three months off uh, for maternity leave. I had an extra month off for a broken toe. Ouch! Yeah, ouch. It does hurt. I really thought about... Oh, I was talking about the three... No, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, the broken ouch. toe sucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really thought about starting a stream, but my 10-year-old seems interested too. What age do you guys consider too young to stream? Keep uh, keep the keep up the good job and love the channel. Thank you, Toxic Bookwin. That is a good question because I do think there are certain rules... They're on Twitch and YouTube about ages of streaming. For sure, and for good reason. Yes, 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 yes. Like Bill Burr says, 87% of the internet is really sucky people, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 87% of the world sucks. That's, I think, the actual statistic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you don't want your kids having to deal with all that stuff. That's a really good question. I think there's I, that being said, I do think there's a couple streamers on Twitch that are are under 18, but I do think they have to have that. See, I think there was a controversy with that as well. I think they had their parents there with they, them. Yeah. But I think there was even a controversy of that. Um, nothing bad happened, thankfully, but I just think it was the, the I, I, I'm not I don't know the full story, but I think Twitch said, hey, we don't know if we can do this or not type of thing. You know what I mean? So it, it does get hard. That That is a tough question. I so and because of that, I might just say eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> I might I, go. I, I might go a little younger. I might say seventeen, because if we're gonna do this, you know, okay, let's get let's get a layout here. The age between three and sixteen is you're honing your skills. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So train them to twenty eight. Seventeen to twenty eight is when they're doing the full throttle. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's when they're in their prime. That's when you're raking in the money. Um. But I do know that with the old Xbox, not the old Xbox, it's the previous generation of Xbox, uh, Microsoft's Mixer was being Mixer. They now, that's now Facebook Gaming, but it used to be integrated into the boxes. And I know some nieces and nephews of mine would stream, but they would not have their mic. And so it was just gameplay. Or they, camera. Or camera. Mm-hmm. They just streamed, and there was no mic or anything like that. I think it could be a good learning, good way to learn about how streaming works, as long as they're not interested in getting popular like the big the big streamers. I think I think 
streaming is a really good way for kids to learn how technology works, how streaming works. You'll have to learn if you want to get at a decent level, you'll have to learn how codecs work. You'll have to learn a little bit how bitrate works, uh, audio quality, stuff like that. I think it's a good learning tool as long as there's no expectations of greatness. <laughs> um, and I know that uh, you can let other family members watch as well. I, I would do that. I would hop into my nephew's streams yeah. and, and enjoy that. But as far as opening them up to the wide, wide world of awful internet trolls and... And let's be honest, they're out there. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're out, they are. Uh, one of the saddest videos I've ever seen is the kid that was streaming and then oh. he gave his... Uh, you in, on the PlayStation, you could give control. Was it the Destiny thing? Yeah, oh. you could give control to someone else, and the kid was giving control to another internet player because he said he could do something, and then he went in and deleted all his, his Galahorn. They, he took he lied to the kid. He lied to the yeah. kid, deleted all his stuff, and then you could just hear the kid sobbing. Right? I know. I do think because it was like legendary. It was like hard. Was, I do think end of the story may be happy. I do think Bungie gave that kid his stuff back. They did. So, yeah. They did. They saw that video and they gave it back. But you want to prevent that, so I believe the thick skin, thick enough skin happens post high school. Because <laughs> during school, high school is when you develop it. Junior high, you realize, holy crap, people suck. Then high school hits and they're like, oh my gosh, let me grow some thick skin and deal with this. I think that's social development of okay i don't care what people think kind of a thing happens around 17 18 19 hopefully at that point uh, i think that might 17 might be one of the more safers jordan's probably the better answer 18 plus but that's a long answer but there's a lot of good things that you learn with streaming but as long as you make sure that you realize that lock it down. Well, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to think like, like if my kids came up to me, I have a, a little boy and a girl, right? They're not old enough to necessarily play games yet, but if they were to come up to me at a certain age and say, Hey, can I start streaming? I would think, yeah, <laughs> when you can vote, you can stream. <laughs> you know, like that's, you know, because it's hard. It's, it's just, if you're there with them, I mean, it's different, but it's still hard. Cause your kids are still going to see stuff. If people, if, if, and this is all under the impression, like if, you get a troll in chat. It's just, it's hard when you're younger. You know, it's, it's hard. When, uh, when David started streaming, I told him, uh, you're going to, or when we all started streaming, I just, you're going to get thick skin and you're going to get used to that ban hammer. And yeah, yeah. David. And you're going to learn how to ignore people. He became ruthless. <laughs> like, oh, really? <laughs> fuck, fuck, ban, 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 ban. Uh, and that's the point we want to get to people without having their feelings hurt so much, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it's a, yeah, you want to be a little bit older, although you could, you could probably have them stream at a very limited yeah. Faction, well, then, so of course, things. you have to look at the guidelines between YouTube and Twitch, depending on where you're looking at streaming. Because, like I said, I know there's guidelines that say you have to be certain ages, and I know there was controversy on Twitch with the one younger streamer. So yeah. it just it just depends on you know what you can do, I guess. And I I think your answer was really good. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, Toxic, thank you for writing in the question. Last question of the day comes from Nick. Hey, bros, happy Friday. I recently got the Xbox wireless headset. It was my first real experience with a gaming headset since before. I use my TV speakers. It is game changing. I can hear everything around me, giving me an edge in shooters, especially what gaming accessory 
for the, what gaming accessory the first time you used it completely changed the way you played games thanks for all you do that's a good question hey, welcome to the world of headsets by the way because <laughs> i remember when i got my first good headset yeah and it really does especially if you're playing a lot of shooters it really does make a difference well i remember when i first got my turtle beaches those <laughs> yeah. cheap turtle beaches yeah. with modern warfare 2 <laughs> yeah and i was like oh my gosh they're upstairs <laughs> i can totally hear where they are and you like look up yeah. yeah it's really cool um what's your favorite accessory um, okay, I'm going to go ahead and say the instant mapping button on the Elite controllers. Oh, that is, yeah, yeah. To be able to quickly switch... Profiles. Profiles to inverted, southpaw, and the Elite, although I have issues with the Elite, I think the bumper should be stronger, and I believe the warranty should be longer for a $200 controller. That said, the feature is amazing. For a Southpaw player like me, I'm a Southpaw player, and being able to flip games quickly on the fly with just a switch of the button. There are some games that give you those controls for uh, standard gameplay, and then they don't give you Southpaw controls for car driving or vehicle driving. Mm -hmm. So I I can't... Oh, it was uh, like Mafia 3 was a good example of them giving you half controls. So every time I would play as a character, I'd be fine. But when I got into a car and started driving, everything was backwards and wonky and not able to invert. But then I would just flip the switch and I'm good and then flip the switch back and I'm good. A little tedious, but that made that made it able for me to play games that I otherwise would not normally mm-hmm. be able to play. So I like button mapping. I think button mapping should be standard and should always be standard, very deep up mapping in every game. I think it's not easy or it's not hard to implement, but some developers don't like Nintendo. <laughs> this, they, they don't, don't let you touch anything. They don't let you customize. They don't even let me turn music off. If you don't want to play the game we intended, then don't play our yeah. game. <laughs> I think button mapping should be essential and having it on the hardware side makes it so the software, the devs, even if they don't do it, I can still play their game regardless. Well, it was it was great with the Elite controller. Other than, like I said, they I think they break too easily. Mine broke. I had to go buy a new controller that does the same thing. It's not an Elite controller this time. It's a different brand. But I like I like because I used I used even within shooters I would have different button schemes for Battlefield Five than I would Warzone. Sure. So it's nice to go profile one is Battlefield, and then click click profile three is 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 Warzone. Yeah. Whatever I want to do, but. Excellent. I think I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be weird because I think this the was like aimbot, right? Yeah, aimbot. <laughs> you know those new Alienware things that you are alien, whatever they're they're not Alienware, but they're aliens anyway. No, my favorite thing, and I think with a lot more games going cross play with PC, is is the you remember the the keyboard pad that used to plug into the bottom of your controller yes. so you could type really quickly? Yeah, I think that thing was amazing. And there was a time this week actually when I wanted that. Because I was playing Sea of Thieves, um, I, w- I was playing Sea of Thieves, and something happened, and I was in the right, by the way, but something happened, and this guy on the PC messaged something a little bit derogatory to me, right? And I was going <laughs> to, I had a good reply, not to be a jerk, but I had a, a reply of why I did what I did, because we were opposing, we weren't on the same team, so I wasn't being like a team killer or anything. So, let me just tell you what happened. Can I just oh, tell yeah, you what happened? Oh, yeah, okay. just go for so it. So, we're playing, uh, I was actually playing with Barbara Blake, and he had an Athena, uh, Chest, not a chest, but the bomb. Like okay, the, like it was like a. It was a really. It was a, one of the bombs, the TNTs, but it was the good ones that was worth a lot of money. 
this guy snuck on our ship and he hid there and he stole it. And then I saw him run. And I said he saw and Blake had a feeling he was there because I came in late and he was like, I think there's a guy here. We just got to watch out for him. He stole it and he was going to go turn it in. Now, if he turns it in, he I think you get an achievement for stealing a, a opposite cruise Athena item and he gets all that currency and money because it's worth a lot. So this is my thing. If I'm not getting it, you're not getting it. <laughs> exactly. So I shot it and it blew up and he died. Right. <laughs> and I said. If I'm not getting it, you're not getting it, right? I don't care. You just, I, I can still turn on all this crap. You wasted two hours of your life, right? That's how I felt. You know, that's, hey, we're pirates, man. That's, you know, it's PvP. So he messaged me a derogatory thing calling me stupid, like, uh, and he did it in game because he was from the PC. And I was like, no, you're wrong. I was, and I went to type back, like, look, if I'm not getting it, you're not getting it. How that's, I feel like I'm validated of that, right? So I was gonna type that in, but I couldn't because you can't type on the Xbox, and so that's why I was like, oh man, I wish I really had those little that that old keyboard gamepad that you can plug in, so I can I can trash talk more appropriately. Yeah, and uh, that's in game, so it's not even Xbox Live, so you can't just yeah, Windows G it. Yeah. Yeah, type it yeah. that way. So it was, yeah. So I, well, it, it sucks. I actually, even if I didn't have that little dongle that you used to be able to plug into your controller on the 360, I wish see if these would let me type custom, yeah, custom messages within the Xbox. I don't know why they don't. You can't say we do it for safety because they cross play with PC and they let them do it. You know. Well, PC is the uh, master race, yeah. right? Yeah, so, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I almost, I tried to like quickly log over to the PC and like, I, cause I wanted to tell the, cause it made me mad. He was like, what he, cause he said something and it was calling me stupid for shooting the thing. And it was like, dude, you were 10 feet away from turning that in. You were, you I, got him at 10 feet? Well, no, no, no. He was, cause he was running and I found him and I just shot and it hit the barrel. Oh, right, you know? that's, that's he was, awesome. He was, he was close to turning in. You know, he was trying to go, uh, uh, like an odd way to dodge. Good us, for you. But he was trying to turn in and I'm thinking like, and I'm even sitting there telling Blake, I'm like, Blake, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to say, Hey, you know, you're right. You stole it. It's a good item. I need to let you go. You know, no, you're I, supposed if, to yeah. say pirate. Oh, Pirate. Dark Knight. Thank you so much in chat. I did not know that. If you press down on the D-pad, you can. I did not even think of that. That is excellent. They do. Everybody says they do. Okay, everybody. I am a, I am wrong. I didn't know they had that. <laughs> excellent job, Sea of Thieves. That was just my fault. <laughs> user error. Yeah, user error. No, yeah, pressing down on the D-pad lets you do that. Awesome. Thank you. Super Shocker in chat has a super chat. He says, I want them to bring back the battery pack that was a part of the 360 controller. Once you ran out of batteries, you just popped in a new pack of double A's. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, as an option, yeah, I prefer recharge. Well, we talked about this last week a little bit. Why, yeah. why don't they do rechargeables? Well, I, well, well they do. I think I had the ones that you could recharge and pop out and pop in. You can still recharge them. Wait, do they, do they not have that anymore? I mean, I know they had it for the, I had one on my Xbox series S. So the previous generation here. What it did is it actually plugged into the front USB of the Series S and one charge while I was playing with one. Yeah. And then I took that one out, pulled, you know, put it on the charger and put that one in. So, well, I do know that uh, Jordan used to, I don't know if he still does, but he used to, he burns through double A's fast. Yeah. I don't know what, I remember you I, came I brought over. Him, I brought him over a 20 pack. <laughs> on like a Monday. On and a then, Monday. It was gone on Friday. Yeah. Cause you were like, I was like, oh, I got to change my batteries. You're like, did I just give you like five? Like, They're gone. <laughs> I brought over <laughs> they, 20 packs. They of, suck the juice. Now now I just plug in directly because I'm so close anyway. 
But uh, no, thank you, Dark Knight. That is good to know. Next time someone tries to trash talk me. And by the way, I mean, am I in the right? Like, if I'm not getting it, you're not getting it. That was my thing, no, right? Yeah. The fact that he was so close <laughs> and there was no chance of you killing him or anything. Yeah. I think that's one yeah. of the most epic shots I've heard. And of. I, I think the reason that's he, a shot heard around the world. I think the reason he was pissed is because he knew like he just wasted two hours of his life. Like because we then killed him afterwards. Right. So he just got spawned back to his ship. But uh, but anyway, that's uh, no, I yeah. actually think I would have been like, wow, nice shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was I was chasing him. So I screamed like you, I was, you screamed me. You yeah, screamed that's me. his. Hey, hey, if I'm going to get screwed, so are you. <laughs> that was the idea. But anyway, that was that was that was funny. Yeah. Anyway, Dieter Pinklish just says, dude, you're a pirate and you exploded his booty. That's the ideal yeah. situation. Yeah, he was just he was just mad because he wasted two hours of his life. And I still got because we had other Athena stuff on the ship, too. That's so great. So, it was great. I love this may sound bad. I may I may be a part of the the 82 percent, but there's just there's a feeling you get. When you do something like that in a game, like a PvP game, right? So not cheating or anything, just a, a normal PvP scenario. But there's a feeling you get when you do that to someone in a game and you know they're thinking about uninstalling their game. <laughs> that just makes you feel good. Good. Like I think it happens a lot in Tarkov. When I play a lot of Escape no. from Tarkov, you're like, I know that guy. I pissed. know exactly what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. The only decks I play in Hearthstone are the ones where they disconnect. Because you can tell when the, it says your your player, your opponent left the game. That means they hit the X and they, they're out doing something else now. There's there's just a feeling when you when you do that. Yeah. And it's the cards that I I, I have I have troll decks. Yeah. And they make me just smile. <sighs> because it happens to you and you're like, oh my, I'm making See, that deck. And that's how it evens out because it happens to you too and you're because let's be honest as gamers we've all been in that situation especially in multiplayer pvp games where you get frustrated and and you're ready to uninstall the game yeah yeah well super shocker thank you very much for your super chat that was really nice so yeah um and that's uh that's our show that's, that's all our questions that's so it i yeah. think we made it through pretty decently without david yeah why why, why do we even have him <laughs> actually you know what it is um it's you i want to say it's you you're the anchor when me and David do the show, we don't even, we're talking about, actually, we did talk about robot wieners today, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. I guess we have the wiener jokes even without David. I don't know. No, you do. You uh, did a really good job, Jordan. I think I'm going to make you be the host from now on. Yeah, I don't know. I feel weird sitting over here because I feel like I need to look at the camera <laughs> and then I feel like I need to talk to you. Like, I feel it's, we get used to our spots. Like, yeah. it's, you know. I know. It's hard. But, know. Uh, but no, we will be back. Remember, Game Club of the Month is Outriders. Uh, it's on Game Pass, for, so feel free to download it. It's a Game Pass for the Xbox. Unfortunately, not on the PC just yet, but on your Xbox, you can download it for free and play and jump in Discord and let us know. We do streams on Mondays and Wednesdays, and we do have a very special announcement next week with David, so be sure to tune in for that. And last but not least, join our new pre-show events where you can come on stage and ask us questions and join us Live. every week before the show. That's it. Uh, thanks, everybody. We love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>